Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for Lost, the TV show. I was going to say Lost in Space. I thought we were doing something differently there, but no, the TV show Lost. Have you heard of it? I have. It's great. Uh, we're up to episode six of season five, three sixteen. This first aired on the eighteenth of February two thousand and nine. It was written by Damon Lindelof, heard of him, and Carlton Cuse, might have heard of him too. Directed by Stephen Williams, and uh, this is an interesting one. I, I enjoy this episode, and I'm going to intrigue to hear what Noah thinks about it, because Noah's the smart one on the show, and he usually does things. Uh, anyway, I don't know where we're going. Uh, my name is a very clever fellow, and we're not going to Guam, are we? Ah. My <laughs> name is Noah, and you rodents. <laughs> Ah, <sighs> oh, classic. Well, I missed that line. Um, yeah, I like this episode. I said that last week. Um, but uh, I like the mystery. I like the intrigue. Like, there's definitely some stuff in this episode which you're like, huh? Um, but, I mean, I think it's, it, it's why Carlton Cuse and Dame Lindelof have written this because it's kind of like, well, yeah, they've got to try and explain something. So let's explain how they get to the island by having a giant magnet in the ground and basically you have to catch this flight because reasons. <laughs> um, I mean, again, like I said last week, it's like sometimes when you just talk about the show out loud, it does kind of sound a bit dumb, but uh, I'm here. I'm along for the dumbness of the ride of this. Yeah, this week you kind of just need to have a lot of faith and not think too much about it. Uh, otherwise, you're just not going to enjoy it at all if you don't just take a bit of a leap of faith and just because whether or not you think that's a satisfactory answer or not. Um, yeah, this is one of the more chronological episodes uh, other than a brief kind of flash forward at the beginning. It's more or less just sticking with the same characters in the order, uh, which is rare for Lost. Um, but I remember this being a really exciting and mysterious episode, which goes by very fast. Uh, I don't think it holds up as well as it did in the first viewing, because when you watch it the first time, you don't know what's happening. You don't know if they make it back to the island. You don't know if all of them make it back. You don't know how they make it back. It, this all stems back to Jack saying we have to go back in season three and now they're back. Uh, this is the big moment. They made it back. Um, yeah, it is definitely a really important one for for Jack's storyline. This is kind of the turning point for Jack, really, from what he will become in season six. Um, but yeah, there's some good character moments. It is really dark, mysterious episode. Uh, and there's a lot going on mythology kind of wise, some great Ben moments. Um, but we, we also have one of the cringiest lines in the history of Lost, which we'll get into, uh, which uh, divides fans, I feel. Um, but yeah, I remember loving this one and I still do really like it. I just... I wonder on a rewatch, does it work as it once would have in the first one? I think it's a an episode that, like, I mean, I kind of watched this one the day after I watched the last one, so it's kind of like I feel like this is one that you kind of just watch and you need to be, like, watching four or five in a row or something along those lines to kind of appreciate a little bit. It's not really like a let's just watch it separately type of episode. Um, but I, I really appreciate the acting in this episode. I think there's some really good acting in this episode. I, I don't know about this line, though. Am I, am I missing an obvious line that's really bad? Guam. Ah, uh, Guam. Right, okay. Um, 
anyway, but you're right. This is kind of a, a chronologically one. Like, I guess basically we see them. Jack wakes up on the island again. We're at the pilot. Boone's back. Boone's going to be here. He's going to be looking for a pen. Um, but uh, no, he's in the jungle and he hears someone screaming for help. And Danger Jack jumps off a cliff. There You're he is. I know. He missed, he's missed his calling as an Olympian or an Italian soccer player, but he's doing well. Poor old Hurley's drowning, but I do love this. Hurley, stand up. <laughs> like, oh, it's funny. Um, and Hurley in like, it's not. is it a suit? It's like a denim jacket or something? Denim. Like, what? I like Hurley in this outfit. Suits him. Should wear it more often. Um, and then we see Kate slumped over. That's what you get, Evangeline, when you don't wear a mask. Um, <laughs> and uh, they realise, oh, we're back. We're back. You know, we're back from the dogs. Here we are. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically we're going to walk into a church. Well, uh, I just want to say, like, that's a really dramatic way to start because if you think about last week, we last saw them, they were all off the island, uh, and now suddenly they're on the island and they've just crashed again. Not even they've got back to the island. And we don't know anything about Ajira flights or anything at this point, so... I imagine the first time you watch it, I kind of remember it's just like, what? Well, they're back, but how did this all happen? Which I think is a great setup versus if they'd just done it completely chronologically. Which we get a, I agree with you, but is it, what does it say? Like, is it 40 something hour? 46 hours earlier. Hour. 46, Noah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> look at me. I know more about loss than you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're in the church. And they're going down. So I just I love this reveal. I love the music of just them slowly walking. I love the set, like kind the of how they do amazing. this. Walking down this spiral staircase, and they walk into this room. And there's but a did pendulum. you notice when we're talking about the set? Did you notice what was missing on the map? Yeah, always the same old thing. Yep. Where no the island? Tasmania. Where the island, Noah? Yeah, moving. Tasmania moves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you... come on. <laughs> You know, there, there is a, actually a subreddit called uh, Maps Without Tasmania. Uh, I was, so I I was like going to say... Lost need always, to be on there. Poor, I was poor always form. thinking of starting like a website or some sort of Facebook page because like this would always be that thing where I'd go to a movie and I'd just look and like, that's not there. Um, so, yeah, bloody lost. We don't watch this show anymore. Poor form um, when you're talking about islands moving and you're missing <laughs> islands on your map. That's confusing. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's a sign, like maybe this is their little hidden message or something to Tasmania, possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Um, the East we, we find this is called the Lamp Post. Um, and I love this little moment with Ben, like with Jack's like, did you know this place exists? And Ben's like, no. And then Jack says, Eloise, is he telling the truth? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And just a look on Ben's face as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I swear this is the scene that people should like put on like, you know, some sort of Reddit or something that's saying like this one scene explains Lost, and like basically where she, what does she say? Like, try to keep up, it's confusing or something <laughs> like that, or like, like that. That sums up Lost basically. Like, I, there used to be this channel back when YouTube started. It was like movies in like one second, or like movies in five seconds, and like the Titanic one is like, well, this ship can't sink, and then you see the ship go boom, and it's like Titanic, the end. Um, and I think it's like, um. Star Wars, it was like Star Wars in five seconds and it was like um, Luke in the X-Wing in the trench run and you hear, use the force, Luke. And then they cut to like Darth Vader going, what? And then you see the thing blow up and then basically it ends. And the I think the funniest one was they did like, um, I think it was Attack of the Clones. They're like just bagging out Anakin and they're like, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm this. And then they go like in Revenge of the Sith and it's like, I'm happy. And they're like, no, you're not. You're right. And then you just see him killing all the people. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. they're funny. So this to me is what loss should be in five seconds. Like, try to keep up. It's a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is confusing, end. but I kind of love every second of it. I kind of oh, like being confused because it's yeah. mysterious. And I, it just, I kind of like not knowing in a way. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, it's kind of... It's what like you can have something that's confusing, and you can have something that's just ridiculously dumbly confusing. Like I remember watching The Matrix for the first time. I was twelve, but I'm going like, huh? Like what? <laughs> like just not understanding it. And the t- uh, Tenet that I saw last year, I still don't know if I understand Tenet. Like I was like, what? <laughs> so they they do this and they do, like I don't know. Whereas this, it's confusing, but if you listen to it, it's not. It's just a bit silly. 
but it's it's kind of like in a time travel movie when they explain time travel like and the rules and everything along those lines like it's it's a bit silly and there's lots of plot holes but you just kind of go along with the ride with it right so like this is like i think where you know like she basically explains it essentially um the island is always moving that everyone's always been trying to find there's pockets of of uh, energy around the world electromagnetic energy electromagnetic energy and I, I uh, every- like that idea that they yeah. never really explore uh, they did a little bit with the polar bear and that but i feel like that's almost a spin-off if there's yeah. all these sort of kind of pockets around the world they could have definitely gone into that a bit more i think yeah, no, I agree. Like, I mean, this is a thing that we keep saying, you know, that this has never had a spin-off or it's never, you know, been rebooted. And that's not always a bad thing. But, like, is the Sopranos not getting some prequel all of a sudden? So, like, where's, like, this lost sort of, you know, spin-off and things like that? You know, you, this freaking NCIS New Orleans. Yet we don't have, you know, lost in the, the electromagnetic... Magnet- Why can't I say that word? Electromagnetic pocket. So... Anyway, um, so the island's always moving, and I like how she kind of explains this, like, everyone was always trying to find out where the island was, but some very clever fellow basically <laughs> thought, well, where's the island going to be? Like, can I just say, Fiona Flanagan, whatever it is, like, she's brilliant here. Like, this this yeah. suits her so well. Like, it's just this mystery of, like, this old woman who's, like, story time with Granny, and, like, <laughs> let's, you know, tell the story here. And I just, like, even the way she's explaining it, like, to a very clever fellow, and calculations and you see all these like scribbles on the wall which I mean I'm sure some physicist is probably going oh yeah that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong I'm looking at it going like well that's bloody Latin or something I can't understand it um, and essentially that they've got a small pocket of time where they know where the island's going to be and using all their algorithms and that and the planes and the flight paths they've found out that if they go on is it Al Jazeera Al Jazeera <laughs> No, I'm doing it again. <laughs> Ajira. Ajira. Fuck it. Al Jazeera flight 316 um, uh, going to Guam, which I need to look this up. Can you actually fly direct from LA to Guam? I feel you. I mean, it's US territory. You can fly so maybe from you can. Korea to Guam. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, maybe they connected in Seoul. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so this is, they've all got to be on the plane. And for it to work as best as they can, they've got to have as many people as they possibly can to be on there. Desmond's That's basically like. part of it. Yeah, which, I mean, because I don't, when she talks to Jack, it's like, you've got to recreate everything. And it's like, well, if that's the case, does he have to, like, go kill his dad again? Like, I mean, like, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, why does bring just... back Aaron? Yeah. There's no Shannon or Boone. Exactly. You know, uh, where's Michael? Well, he's blown up in the ship, I guess. But, um,. Yeah, exactly. You're right. But um, I love Desmond here. Like, are you bloody crazy? You're going back to the island. It's like, you know, I'm so coming good. here to tell you that your... I love how he, like, delivers this line for dramatic tension. That your son, Daniel Faraday... <laughs> <laughs> He's a thespian. <laughs> like, is that how people go, like, to your mum? Like, your son, Noah Gross. <laughs> <gasps> Not Noah. Um, Henry no. music should be in more things. He's yeah. So- Underrated. But he's basically, yeah, like, said to, you've got to help out. I am helping them out, my dear. Um, I think and this then... is the last time we see Desmond until next season, I think. Is it? Aww. He's weirdly not, uh, maybe we see him once more, but I remember at the time thinking, naively thinking, is this, like, the end for Desmond? Like, because I couldn't think of a way that this he possibly would be back on the show. No, oh, poor Desmond. No, we, we, we get some... Um... Yeah, it's, I always forget how Desmond gets back there, but uh, spoiler Season alert. five, he's really not in a lot. You, th- you think of him as a main character, but basically a recurring character for but season But when five. he's in it, doesn't Yeah, but shine. when he's in it, it's Daniel Faraday. Yeah. Um, Eloise basically asked Jack to stay back after school, as Ben says <laughs> at some point. Um, and then we found out that this is Locke's committed suicide. What does she say? Suicide note. Like, I love the way she's suicide, like, kind of pronounces that way. And just, I love that. She's like, yes, one doesn't usually mention in an obituary that someone takes their own life. Um, but, and she, this is where she tells Jack, like, you've got to basically, you're like, you went to the island with your dead dad. So, you know, he's a lot. dramatic from Matthew Fox in this scene with the suicide and the dad, I think. 
Yeah, but I, I do like the fact that, like, again, another great line here when she's like, uh, that's why it's called a leap of faith. Um, yeah, I might cap it there. I'll may, maybe include Ben in the church here. But I, one thing I want to say is I like, um, I love all the facial expressions of everyone when she's telling this story. Again, like, I feel like if they, I know they've done an honest trailer for this, but I feel like if you read that, like, just showing their face as she's like, this is the exact people's reaction to watching Lost. Like, huh? What? <laughs> huh? Really? Um, and... Ben basically is going on about this sort of uh, comparison. Uh, is it, is it a, a Bible story or, or something mm, along those I like lines? I like this scene. I forget yeah. about this scene. Because there's a, there's a painting and it's basically uh, St. Thomas and his bravery. Uh, that His claim to fame was not his about. bravery. I'm just reading here and it sounds smart, actually. Me neither. But, <laughs> <laughs> I read Didn't the first page of the Bible. you Bible boy. Oh, no, back to front. I live my life by the Bible. Um <laughs> I live my life by other other cases of fiction, to be honest. But um, (laughs) (laughs) something about St. Thomas and touching Jesus's wounds to realize that, uh, I mean, it's it's a great, it's a great analogy. Like like if you listen to it, like it's great. Like it kind of, you know, sells it there. Uh, And I love that line when he's like, you know, we're all convinced sooner or later, Jack. Um, and I want to see he, the flashback to St. Thomas and Jesus. I don't get out of that. <laughs> Ow, it just came back from the <laughs> dead. Like, it hurts me. Well, I'm, I'm um, a Thomas, so I think I would need to touch the wounds to believe. If, if Jesus was here in my house right now and I could touch his wounds, I probably would believe. If Jesus was here, I'd touch his hair. It's pretty nice. Oh, I'm glad you said hair. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the the line where Ben says, "I made, a, I've got to go. I've made a promise to an old friend to tie some loose ends." Now we get to see what happens to that, don't we? Later on, when he's on the phone, like, and he's covered in blood, like, we get to see what happens yeah. there, don't we? Yeah. There's a lot of clever things in this episode where we don't see it now, but we're gonna. This isn't the end of seeing them all at LA. Throughout the rest Which... of the season, we'll see like a bunch of flashbacks tying back to this kind of day. Which maybe again. Let's bring it up. It's going to come up eventually. Chronologically Lost is probably the last time I rewatched through Lost. So, like, maybe I'm just thinking, like, hey, wait, well, don't we actually get to see all this happen? But then, like, it makes sense when you watch Chronologically Lost. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll cap it there, kind of everything from the, the opening till uh, we're about to meet a new character. We haven't had one in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, I I really do like the idea of the off-island stations. Um I kind of wish that was maybe explored a bit more. Uh, and I love the lamppost. I think it's just still to this day stands out. It's so mysterious and the pendulum swinging, the the map. Um, and I completely agree. Fanula, flubbly, flambibbly, flambobbly. If you had someone else, I'm not sure this scene works as well. Like it is confusing and a bit silly, but the way she does it so deadly serious just yeah. makes you buy into it so much. She's like, it could be like hammy. It could be done so like it like you could have this so like hammy and just kind of silly. Like I mean, if what's yeah. the face Charlotte was delivering this, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you maybe Fiona really... Fiona Fl- 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 Flanagan should have played Charlotte. <laughs> you can play it like over the top dramatic, but she plays it as if she's deadly serious. Uh, but also, you just buy. She is a bit dramatic in her speech, but that's just the character. Like you buy that that she's always like that. And I, I kind of love how she's just almost doesn't care. Like she's yeah. telling them, but she's almost like a teacher who's just to use the analogy again, but just to a teacher who just doesn't care what's happening. And these people, it's like she's telling them, but she doesn't really care. And she's being dramatic, but she's also just being a bit blasé about the whole thing and a bit annoyed that she's that she was like at home snuggled up in a <laughs> what is it called a snuggy or whatever those things were called. She's watching movies. She's got popcorn and she Mercy gets called Rose. in late at night. She has to put on her slippers, drive down. Oh, got to tell them about this. Um, so she's amazing. We'll see her a bit more. Um, but yeah, just the way that she delivers it makes this all the more serious and I buy into it. I'm buying it along with her. Um, and this is something I have problems with. They have to recreate it and they have to bring back. I can let it go and just get on with the plot, but this is just a forced way of getting everyone back to the island. And I'll save my thoughts a bit more when we get to Saeed's episode 
But basically, all of them have a reason to go back. You don't need to do this plot line about recreating that. They've all got their reasons. The only person who doesn't have a reason to go back is Saeed. Uh, and we'll get to, maybe not in this episode so much, but we'll get to him. But everyone else has their reason. You know, Kate wants to go back to get Claire, to get the reunite her and Aaron Jacks. It's his destiny. Hurley is having a terrible time off the island. Some wants to go back and get Jean. Obviously, Ben wants to go back. Uh, so it's really just the way to get A, Saeed, and the way to get Locke's dead body onto the... They could have thought of something. You know, it's, I have issues with the... I'm buying into all of it. I'm buying everything about the island moving and find the pocket and whatever. But the, the stuff that feels forced to me is the... They all have to recreate the thing or they all have to go back and as we see none of that really kind of plays out anyway so they should have just been confident in their characters motivations to go back and also just not had Naveen Andrews come back um mm. but yeah we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that I guess throughout the season but that's my major problem with this episode and this kind of string of plot lines we we're, we're gonna meet Jack's grandfather here in just a second. Um, but before we do, Jack's in a bar, just having a drink. Like, if you, like this is the dumb question because you're a raging alcoholic. But, like, have you just gone to a bar before and just by yourself and sat at a bar and drunk by yourself before? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not, that's, that's not me making fun of you. Like, it's, it's legitimately one of these things that's always in TV shows and movies. And it's not in the daytime. But it's 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 something that like I've kind of wanted. Like when I've travelled, I've gone to like a yeah, mainly I've gone to restaurants and bars by fair. myself. Mainly yeah, travelling. Like, plenty of times I've gone to a bar to eat food and be by myself, or like I've gone to plenty of restaurants by myself. Um, but I've never just gone like oh, it's Thursday night. I might go to the <laughs> no, bar. I've not I've not done that. Uh, well, yet. Uh, <laughs> but, but that sounds nice. Um, he gets a phone call and it's like, oh, you know, again, yep, I'll be right there and shows up and, uh, he's Jack with some random old man, uh, Raymond J. Barry. Now, are you familiar with Raymond J. Barry? This guy's in lots of things. Uh, I, yeah, I, I recognized his face. Like he shows up as kind of guest characters and whatnot. He's, um, I best know him from two movies, Cool Runnings. He's like the guy the head of the uh what's meant to be the ioc basically the head of the olympics that are basically saying jamaica can't go in the olympics he's like the the big sort of the head of that um and he used to be like i think john candy's coach back when he was a bobsledder and then um and by the time we're releasing this potentially a movie we've already covered here on the Oz Network, so i know jean claude van damme month is meant to be happening with matt and colin uh one of probably my favorite jean claude van damme movie is sudden death uh, which basically he plays the vice president of the USA and the whole plot line is that terrorists kidnap the vice president at the game seven of the Stanley Cup finals and hold him <laughs> hostage while this uh, hockey match is going on below them. So, uh, yeah, I remember him being the vice president in that. But I'm looking here, he's been in Flubber. I know it's probably one of your favourite movies. Uh, born on the 4th of July. Uh, he was in Just Married, Training Day. Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, um, a movie that I'm not allowed to watch called Little Children. Um, <laughs> I know yeah, him from Justified. He was quite good in. He was in The X-Files for three episodes. He was in Melrose Place. Everyone was um, in The X-Files for three and episodes. And, of course, he's been in Law and Order. He's been in SVU. Of course, he has. He actually kind of looks a bit like Matthew Fox. Like, it's not a bad... They look more related than John Terry and Matthew Fox. Well, my question was going to be, and I was, I was, I'm going to look this up now while I type. The age. My only, the, the age. Like, I, like, is he really <laughs> old enough to be John Terry's dad? Um, <laughs> and him quite that, young. That's my question. Um, I love how I type in John Terry. I get the football player. Why is he more famous than Felix Leiter himself? So uh, John Terry is uh, 11 years younger than Raymond J. Barry. So, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> Jack Grandpa Shepard's Ray. granddad, Lothario. <laughs> Getting involved. <laughs> now, wow. Jack's granddad, who I kind of love that we get to meet a granddad, is named uh, Ray uh, so I've got a bit of trivia for you. Uh, okay. He's actually the third trivia as in a quiz. So he's oh. the third Ray to appear in Lost. Can you oh. name the other two Rays? 
Which I didn't realise. I forgot about the actor and the character's same name. Grace Skywalker. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. Like, I think it's like it's... <laughs> I'm thinking... One's from season one and one's from last season. Yeah, this is why we shouldn't take so many months off between Yeah, but it has been episodes. a long time since we've um, recorded season four. Is Ray the one of Hurley's friends? No. No. Yeah, I have no clue. Oh, no, hang on. Is Ray one of Charlie's friends? No. <laughs> like I'm saying every character. Is he Jack's friend? Is he Kate's friend? Jin's friend? Boone's friend? Nathan's uh, friend? Maybe you'll be kicking yourself a little bit. Uh, Ray Mullen was the farmer that Kate stayed with. That oh, yes. Uh, and then the other one, I get, I don't know if the, name is really said much on screen but it's dr ray from the freighter the bold guy who shows up on the oh okay so look so, at you mr the name ray in lost just I, I can't i can never hear a character called ray without just hearing finn going ray <laughs> <laughs> i just want them just to dub this over with ray <laughs> i like his granddad though i think it's fun that we get to meet jack's granddad He's a sweet character. Like, he's just kind of like, you know, there he is. There's Ray. But the one thing I don't like about this whole thing is that, like, he doesn't just straight away go, like, hi, granddad. It's kind of shoehorned in that he gets the name of Ray, Ray. Like, he says Ray about, like, 20 times (laughs) before he then all of a sudden goes, granddad. Like, ooh, plot twist. It's Jack's granddad. Like, why do we need to kind of keep this as a secret? Like, so what? He's gone to the nurse and he's like, what's the mystery behind Jack goes to see an old man? Like, this is Jack's lover? Like, I mean... Well, Why? we know what Ray gets up to. <laughs> he was eleven since he was eleven. But I don't know. Like, it just kind of irks me that it's kind of like the whole like your son Daniel Faraday. Like, it's just like. No, it, like, I get it. You've got to do it for dramatic tension. But, like, why is this dramatic? <gasps> Jack's granddad. Da, da, da. There well, he is. sweet, though. It's one of the last kind of family member moments we'll have in the show, really. And we, we never see Ray again, do we, right? Like, no, not... it's a one-off. Okay. Oh, Ray. Good on you, Ray. Um, Off-banging everyone. Jack, basically, the, the reason behind this is because, oh, look. I, he's packing because he's like trying to do a runner from the nursing home. Jack the escapist. He wants to get some tail. Um, and basically, oh, look, there is, there's your dad's shoes. Like, help yourself. You can have them. Like, oh, cool. Now we're going to put them on lock. I don't think... I love my dad. I don't think I'd take his shoes. No. <laughs> my dead. dad recently gave me a pair of jeans because he's like, oh, I bought this pair of jeans... Um, and they were like expensive Levi's. So he's like, I spent like hundreds of dollars on them and they're too big for me. I'm like, what are you trying to say, Dad, that I'm fat? Um, but like, they, they fit me perfectly. But then my dad, like the other day, I said to him, like, oh, I wear a medium T-shirt. And I was like, you wear a medium, I'm wearing a bloody extra large. And I'm like, but would you well, wear your, your da- dead dad's jeans though? My dead dad jeans? Um, I mean, I not would. if they were on his body when he died, but um, like yeah, if they were I just in his I guess these shoes were on his body. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never thought it's not something I often These shoes think about. have been passed out from Christian Shepherd to Ray Shepherd to Jack Shepherd. How do they know they're going to fit? They're not that good. They're just like. Yeah, it's shoes. This is like the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Like the sisterhood <laughs> of the traveling shoes. Like, I want the spin off. That was the shoe flashback episode. Like, I just want Ray to say, no, they're my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I borrow these? Yes, I do. They're my good shoes. Oh. <laughs> They were my oh. son's shoes. <laughs> um, Jack goes home and, oh, somebody's in the house. Like, you know, I love I love the dramaticness of this. And he's kind of like, you know, there could be a murder in his house. He's just like, oh, who's here? There's old uh, Karen uh, without a mask. She's passed <laughs> out. She's got corona. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> is, is this the line you're talking about? Like, don't ever ask me that again? Like, is this the line? No. No, Guam. We're not oh, going Guam, Guam is the line. Oh, it is the Guam. Okay, right. Um, well, but this is everything with Kate. This episode is bad. I like the one thing I'll say. Evangeline Lily, not a bad. Like I think she pulls it off well. But like, just like the way she's kind of just like zombie Kate on the bed, and then <laughs> kind of like, oh, what's Weird. going on? Like, I'm gonna come with you. What's the plan? What about Aaron? If you want me to come to the island, <laughs> you will never ask me that question again. <laughs> like. <laughs> What have you done to the child? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know. (laughs) She 
she's licking her lips. Like. Yeah, his blood. He's like chewing on a bone. You want to know <laughs> what happened? You never asked me. A, sorry, ever again. <laughs> oh, I'm glad she doesn't say that to me. I wouldn't let that go. Like I'd probably fuck her first, but then I'd ask her again. Like <laughs> when, when, like when they get to the island. Like, I mean, Jack's a man of his honour. But, like, once they're on the island... <laughs> Kate, are you OK? Are we back? Yes, we are. So what happened to Aaron? <laughs> I said. <laughs> Too bad you're on the island. You fell for it. Now, where's Aaron? Um, <laughs> so, it's so weird in this episode. It creeps me out. She has sex with Jack, um, which Worst is never... Worst sex a, scene in the history of the show. <laughs> never a bad thing. Um, she probably banged Ray after. Yeah. <laughs> Put those shoes on. I've banged a man with them before. <laughs> I want to strip naked except for those shoes, Jack. Um, hold me like you did on Naboo. Um, <laughs> naked except for the shoes. <laughs> uh, we've all done it. Come on. Um, but uh, <laughs> basically they're getting ready for the flight and the phone rings and Kate buggers off because she's just that person. <laughs> like Only using Jack for sex. Poor Jack. Um, and I do like the... Uh, the whole bit here where she says to Jack about, like, oh, they're a bit formal for the island. Um, why does she leave? Like, why does she leave? Like, the phone rings. Oh, that's my cue to leave. I'm not allowed to be in a house and a phone rings. Um, <laughs> but people uh, are ringing to ask them about Aaron. <laughs> How was she? Um, <laughs> Ben's covered in blood and is basically like, oh, I've been sidetracked. Uh, so it's kind of, oh, what's happening here with Ben? And then go get uh, the body from the butcher shop. And here's Jack and Jill together. Um, <laughs> uh, an Adam Sandler movie that's not as bad as everybody says it is, but it's still pretty bad. Um, I, lo- I love Jill the way she's just like, what's in the bag? And he just sort of looks at her and is like, never mind. <laughs> it's just like, now, this I just like Jill. This is not the first time we saw Jill, right? No, no we, this is, we saw her earlier on when um, yeah, Jeremy Bentham, off. yeah, when the whole mysterious thing was around that. Um, Jack uh, puts the shoes on. I get like... Lucky they're the same size feet. I mean, you know, what are the odds? <laughs> Gummy Joe if, and Kristen Shepard. What if Gummy Joe had very big feet? Because he's got a massive dong. Like, you know. Um, or very abnormally tiny feet. Because exactly. he's not been using them much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, he puts a suicide note in Locke's pocket. Uh, and I like when he's like, I've heard everything you need to say. Um, and then Locke, Locke's in death. Don't tell me what I can't do. Um... So we go into the I like I like here in Lostpedia, uh, gate attendant has his own page. Of course he does. Uh, Nabil, there he is. Good old I Nabil. Find all the uh, all the people who work for Ajira are quite funny. I don't know why they make me laugh. All of them are just so like posh and so just like oh, uh, you're Jack Shepard. And there's something about these flight attendants and workers for Ajira. They're uh, they're no Oceania. I mean, where's uh, TV's um, Kim? Um, uh, God, Kimberly Joseph. No, yes, right. <laughs> Kimberly Joseph. I've forgotten a name. It's been that long that we've talked about her. Uh, I love here in the casting call. Nabil was named Nandi and described <laughs> as male, thirty to thirty-five, Indian, South Asian. He's smart and professional. He's used to working with difficult and annoying people, so he's <laughs> developed a kind but firm demeanour. Well, Jack's like the nicest I've ever seen. Jack here with another person. Like, Stop people. Even on the plane, he says, "Oh yeah, I'll sit back. Don't worry." He's very, he's very calm. Is Jack here? Like, because yeah, like, he's uh, coked out of his mind. He's <laughs> <laughs> been punching some bus drivers. Um. But yeah, like, I mean, Jack, the last time we see him at a gate trying to get a body on, he's yelling, like, hello, what is the purpose of the body going to Guam? Oh, it's his last wishes. Who will be picking up the body? Me. What was your relationship with the man? He was my friend. Oh, friend. Yes. <laughs> I see. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Here on Al Jazeera Air, we don't, we're not down with the gays, so he's your friend. It's okay, sir. It's okay. I've got a lot of friends um <laughs> but like uh Man, we learned this do, do we learn the, this guy's name because he's on the island isn't he um caesar. caesar thank you uh i, I like caesar like my condolences and jack's like what yeah. <laughs> like, jack's like, huh? it's like for Who your friend you? my condolences and jack's like, thank you we'll, we'll get more into caesar later but i like him too yeah um, so this is what i'm saying we cut back to a lot of all this stuff throughout the season later on 
I um I like the character Caesar. I don't like the drink. Have you ever had a Caesar before? A Canadian staple? They're disgusting. Never have one. No, and I'm not huge on the salad either. It's <laughs> oh, I, I like a good Caesar salad, but Caesar's basically I think it's like tomato juice and clamato juice with like celery. Oh, in it. Yeah. yeah, tastes like I'll liquid. take that as a bloody mare soup it's disgusting liquid soup it's liquid soup as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to solid soup <laughs> it tastes like soup. liquid soup <laughs> i might open a liquid soup restaurant no i prefer gas soup it's much better um <laughs> liquid soup uh jack basically we're seeing all the gang together here we see uh saeed is uh, uh being sort of whisked we'll through security uh, sons- not saeed yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's just Naveen Andrews being scored on. You've got a contract, Naveen. No! <laughs> he tried to escape long. <laughs> he was trying to do the movie The Brave One. That was about this time. I've got to work with Jodie Foster. No, you don't. You're on Lost. Go on. They just have um, to keep handcuffing him, bringing him back. Um, now, you have... Uh, You've been on a plane much more recent than I no, have. But never. this whole episode, I was just getting a bit like... It was almost weird. It's been so long since I've been seen an airport and just seeing them on the plane or normal and seeing them in the airport waiting around. It was a bit triggering. I've been on it. Yeah, I mean, it's the weird thing for me seeing this many people in the airport again. Um, you know, like uh, my recent experiences are in ghost towns, essentially. I mean, except for except for Seattle, of course, in America. They basically just, it's stations are, are normal. But, um, God, they're arriving at Vancouver Airport recently. Yeah, oh, the, the, my, my flight from LA to um, Sydney, there was maybe 15 of us, 20 of us on like a, you know, 737, like proper international flight, right? Like I never Were had a road to myself. So um, you got you got your food like within five minutes of taking off. Like you didn't have to wait the whole thing. Like they just wanted to give it to you. And like then they were buggering off the back of the plane, chilling with each other. Like they weren't even helping. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird flying in that period. But um, the, yeah, the weirdest thing, Vancouver Airport, like you literally walk into this massive sort of check-in lounge area thing. And they're so empty that you've got a security guard who comes like, oh my God, there's a person. Can I help you? <laughs> it's like, this isn't like, you know, Walmart where you greet me as I walk in the door. Like, I mean, I'm here for a reason, right? <laughs> like, it's very surreal. But um, I, I actually, now that you pointed out, I like these Algezira people too because we've got nice lady calling over the thing for hey everyone we've, we've got, got some plenty of scenes. yeah i like like so many scenes i love hurley like and i just you know he's like i paid for all of them and like fair point like he did but at the same time like this woman's got a fair point but at the same time hurley's been ripped off he's literally bought every seat on the plane they're still gonna offer some seats to people making some extra money on the side like give hurley his money back <laughs> i do like how he said uh there's no free seats and she said no don't worry you can get a seat <laughs> it's, it's very sweet of hurley though like and this is development for Hurley because when she says no I like how he stands up for himself and he said I don't care uh, it's yeah. very sweet because all of these people would be either dead or on the island uh, right now but I love how so many people are on standby yet there are so many seats <laughs> it's yeah have you ever flown all standby before Guam. <laughs> <laughs> all these people want to get to Guam have you have you ever flown standby before no, I've missed it's, a flight, but I've not flown standby. I've flown standby plenty of times, and I think only once did I ever sort of not make it onto the first flight. But I still like the the best one that I ever had um, was I was flying from Anchorage to Honolulu, and I basically had a connecting flight in Seattle once again. And um, I think they had one daily flight from Honolulu from sorry from Seattle to Honolulu, so I sort of got there and. No, they had two because I got talking to another guy who was on standby at like 6 a.m. and there was like a midday flight. So he had missed, he didn't get on the first one and then they were basically like, okay, maybe we'll get you on the midday one, but if you don't get on this one, sorry, there's not another flight to Honolulu at 6 in the morning. And so like they're there and they're like they're waiting, they're waiting and I remember sort of, there's just the two of us here and this sort of the flight attendant sort of looking, going, oh, it's not looking good, you guys might be sleeping in the airport tonight. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then all of a sudden he sort of gets on the phone, he's like, yep, 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 prints out two tickets. like, okay, we're good to go. Like there's two seats left, you, you, you've both lucked into it. Gives me a ticket, gives the other guy a ticket. And again, this guy's missed out on a flight earlier. So he's been waiting longer than I have. I've been waiting like an hour. 
And I look at my ticket and it says like something like, you know, I don't know, 3C. And I'm like, that can't be right because like in the US, they still have like first class and like business class and like their domestic class. I'm like, no, like that's that's business class. Like that that's not right. And I get on the plane. Lo and behold, my seat is business class. Uh, and this poor oh. guy's got like 32 F oh. and he's been waiting all day. <laughs> and I'm like... Sorry, mate. And, like, my only time I ever got to fly business class on a five-hour flight from uh, Seattle to... It was... Yeah, it was pretty nice. I, I can see why people do it. You got, like, complete... Like, you've, you've, Hurley would fit in one of these seats, basically. Um, <laughs> they come up to you and they're like, today's menu will feature the following. And you're like, okay. They give you, like, a hot face washer to clean yourself. And um, I was sitting next to this, like, fairly well-dressed woman... And I was nearly going to say, like, oh, you'll never guess what. I lucked into it. But I'm looking at her going, she's probably paid, like, $1,000 for this seat. And some <laughs> schmuck has just, like, sat down and lucked into a seat in, like, a hoodie and shorts. So I'm like, no, I won't start talking to this woman. She looks important. So, yeah, Ben's story of the day, basically. So stand by. That poor, that poor guy is listening to that this right now. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Jim. Um, but, I, yeah, are I like they, Are they all in business class in this flight because it's... Ajira offers some very spacious seats. Yeah, I know. It's very, very... Like, they must be... They're not used to paying. They've got a golden ticket for Oceania. Now they have to pay. Like, I'm surprised Jack didn't complain. Like, oh, why does it have to be, you know, Al Jazeera? Why can't it be Oceanic? Like, we get free flights on that. Come on, boo. Um, yeah, that's true, Do we ever <laughs> analyse the fact that would you really want a free golden ticket to fly anywhere when you've survived a plane crash? Yeah, yeah not me. Like, Just give me that's the like, money. Yes, no, I'm not going to use that comparison. It's been inappropriate. But yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it, I mean, they got money and a free golden pass. Like, don't worry, it's flying safe. Um, I like the little moment here between Jack and Hurley. Like, Hurley's, like, just kind of there. But, like, it's, like, I, yeah, when you find out more about it. But I, I, just, I like I like seeing Hurley. And he's denim. He's looking good. Noble of him to save all those lives. Yeah, good for him. What does he say? Like, it doesn't matter. I'm here, basically. Um, and just as the door's about to close... Ben comes on. Dun, dun, dun. He's got a broken arm because why wouldn't he? He does have a broken arm, right? I'm not making that up, right? Yeah, we'll see more of it later. Okay, good. I uh, just uh, For some reason, I thought that was like the cable car scene in A View to a Kill that I'm just <laughs> thinking of Ben in a broken arm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Does he really have a broken arm? He does. I'm looking at him now. There he is. But I love the shocked look on everybody's face like when he gets on and Hurley's like, no, no, he can't come on this flight. <laughs> um, and then the gang's there. There's Saeed. There's Sun. There's Kate. Like, celebrity Kate. That Again, that's <laughs> that's just Evangeline Lilly. Oh, God, people are looking at me because I'm not wearing a mask. She's got her sunglasses down and she's all like, no, don't look at me. Don't look well, at me. I thought she wasn't allowed to leave the state. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, they didn't say the country. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's well, a isn't good Guam point. like an American... Uh, well, it is. It's a, it's a uh, an overseas territory. Like it's not its own country. But um, yeah, I do like um, Rebel Jack. When you see like the the seatbelt light go off, Jack's already got his seatbelt off. He just stands <laughs> up. Like, oh, I, I don't, anyway. follow, don't follow rules. But I kind of like the anticipation though, because like I mean, you can imagine. Like, I guess you've survived one plane crash, so oh, I've been there, done that, got the t shirt. It's like that um that. James Franco sort of meme isn't it off oh, first time like when he's getting hung like it's kind of <laughs> should be sitting there next to that but um isn't um oh no I'm jumping ahead I, I was gonna say I love the line there's a couple of Ben lines I like here but kind of like Jack's little talk here with Kate and then all of a sudden we hear Lapita's over the the uh the intercom and I love Jack going up to random nice flight attendant four <laughs> it's like oh hi I'm a good friend of Lapita they're all so pleasant yeah, that's actually a very good point. And again, I, she's a sickler for the rules, though. Like, sir, you must go to your seat. You can't be within, like, two <laughs> metres of the door. Um, and out comes, oh, there he is. There's Lapidus. Oh, I never thought this character would ever be back in Lost after season four. And here's oh, Lapidus on the plane. Love him. I mean, in all fairness, having a pilot on the island will make sense. Um, <laughs> but uh, like clean shaven. It's weird. Yeah, I know he does look a little bit weird, but I do, I do like uh, this thing. What does he say? Like, oh yeah, I picked up this. You know, I started doing this about a couple of months ago. Yeah, life's been pretty cruisy. Uh, <laughs> and then I just, I just kind of like this, this realization when he just sees Jack and he's like, he sees Kate and he sees Saeed and he sees. Uh, this is ben. pretty bad acting from Jeff right here. When what does he, he say? Like, we're not going to Guam. I, lo- I love his reaction. Like, it's kind of like, shouldn't he be more panicked? Like, what? <laughs> like. 
But that's why I'm saying that. Do you like the line when I'm going to Guam? Are we? It's it's never it's bothered so me. Like it's kind of it's it's never bothered me. Um, well, because of when I'm going to Guam, and then next uh, next shot, there's just the plane flying. It's like, well, you're thinking maybe he would be freaking out a bit if he's yeah. suspecting well, I get that. That's the part. The yeah. Where I'm and definitely then the next a bit shot, like the yeah. plane's just flying along. <laughs> What's he doing sitting in the cockpit? How you doing, Johnson? How's 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 Mary? It's going well, yeah. Sort out that financial problem. Oh yeah, cool, yeah. Just, just FYI, we may crash soon. Um, we've got some guys in the back <laughs> who have some island. bad luck. But at the end of the day, why does he like? Okay, now I get it. It's like, why does he say this line? Like, I mean, they're celebrities. Like, maybe they're doing a book tour. Maybe they're flying to Guam to sell the the Oceanic Six, the real life story. Like, I mean, you know, like if if all of a sudden. Five survivors of nine eleven are on a plane. You know what I'm like? Oh fuck, we're gonna be hijacked! Like you know, like I mean, judgmental Lapidus here. Like, but Jack doesn't exactly deny it. He's just kind of got this sheepish look. Like, mm, yeah, you know what's happening. Um, I like that they bring him back, even if it's a bit forced. Ah, oh, any Lapidus is great. Come on, uh, Lapidus should have played Charlotte. He would have played it off, paid <laughs> it off. But um, yeah, I lo- <laughs> love Jack Ben here. My favorite line: sits down. How can you read? My mother taught me. <laughs> That's, ben is so good in these past few episodes, and that's the deadpan, how he's just still looking at the book. It's just so good. And just the way Ben's here, basically, like, you know, you're like you're acting like you're waiting for something to happen, you know, and, like, it's like, I can read because it's better what you're doing. Is this, is this when he says, like, um, when Jack says something along the lines of, um, like, oh, what about the other people? And, and Ben's like, who cares? Like, is, oh, is yeah. that, that line is so sadistic. Yeah, which again, like it's just it's that demeanor that Ben has. Like it's just like oh, just like the who cares? Those um, nice flight attendants are going to be dead soon. Yeah, poor flight attendants. You know, not um Caesar. We've just met Caesar, um. But we read the suicide note here, which simply just says, oh. "I wish you had believed me." Jay, oh. Now, Howard, I'm confused about the note. How like they found it in his cargo? Like, why would they be? taking that out of the coffin and giving it to Jack. Like, Man I don't really power. get how they get the note. Like, it's alive. Um, <laughs> ben did it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. When they say, but, like, oh, you're Jack Shepard from 8C. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's a note that we found in your cargo. It's like, what? I do. But let's go back to nice flight attendant when he goes up to, uh, when he, you know, like, oh, I know the, the pilot. The way she's like, oh, hello, Jack Shepard. Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, maybe these business class, I just know they're very good with their celebrity They're very clients. friendly uh, and personal in the Jira Air. Yeah. I mean, the, the every time I fly, I get, hello, Benjamin, welcome on board, because my name's <laughs> on my thing. And I'm just like, it's fucking Ben. Um, but, uh, the turbulence starts happening. Everyone starts buckling up. Hurley, you know, puts in his little face mask and then we kind of get the big flash and everyone wakes up and back to starting positions from the beginning of this episode. And all of a sudden we got a van showing up, uh, the, the, the van's back and we see some shoes. Is it, is it work, man? Here he is. (laughs) No, it's Jin. Jin. Yay. Jin. Um, and I, I, I love the ending of this episode again. Just, you know, Jin with the long hair. We haven't mentioned too much about his yeah, hair. It's it great. And that long hair. Boom, lost. Um, yeah. I, yeah, good ending to the episode. It's another plot twist. Jin. Well, not only Jin, but Jin in a Dharma van. Uh, with long hair. Completely different the haircut. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good. I like seeing Jin at the end. Uh, I think there were so many hints about maybe we would be going to the Dharma in the past five episodes, so it wasn't like a huge shock plot twist, but it is still a bit like, oh, since we last left them, they were at the well, and now Jin looks not only in Dharma, but looks like he's pretty comfortable with everything. Um, and the van looks brand new as well. Like, it's kind of, you know, yeah. freshly maintained and kept. But I think it's a cool uh, end to an episode, and it's sweet to see Jin in this episode. Yeah, any, any gin moments? We want some gin. Yeah. Have a glass More of gin. gin. We've missed can, out on a lot of gin this episode. Can we um, get a so. gin named after gin, do you reckon? <laughs> Gin's gin. Gin's gin. Um, you know, that would work. So, yeah, anyway. Um, trivia, first of only two episodes of the series to lack a secondary storyline. The second is season six's Across the Sea. There you go. Um, yes, we get the episode title. Thanks for that. Um, 
behind the passengers being screened for departure as opposed to Oceanic Airlines. Okay. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, this is the first time that the sixth episode of a season is not centric to a female. There you go. Oh. That's kind of cool. Uh, House of the Rising Sun was sun-centric. Abandoned was Shannon-centric. I do was Kate-centric. And Noah's favourite episode, the other woman, was Juliet-centric. Um, and this was the first Jack-centric episode since Through the Looking Glass Part 1 that does not contain the, contain the word home. <laughs> cool. What? But the only one was something nice back home. This is the first... So there's one episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? This is the first episode since the last one not to contain the word death. Like, I mean, you could do that, couldn't you? Um, the song Ginny's listening to is Dharma Lady by Geronimo Jackson. Um, <laughs> in real life... Uh, here, well, this is actually... Here we go. This is my point earlier, saying that do they actually fly direct from LA to Guam? The answer is no. In real life, a passenger flight flying from Los Angeles to Guam usually takes one stop at the Narita Airport in Tokyo, Japan, rather than oh, stopping oh. in Honolulu. Oh, okay. It stops in Honolulu. So, did we see that? But uh, Narita makes make sense because, uh, as I said, a lot of Koreans go to Guam on vacation, but... Uh, I want to. I want to see the bit where Jack's stressing out about crashing, and then we just hear Lapidus. We're now landing in Honolulu. <laughs> like what? No, or Tokyo, boom. Japan. <laughs> what? Um, according to Jorge Garcia's personal blog, the scenes by the waterfall were filmed on November fourth, two thousand and eight, which was the day of the presidential election. Cool. Hmm. Day of the California presidential primary. Um, it actually was intended to be the seventh episode of the season, but mm, was later switched to air before the life and death of Jeremy Bentham. There you go. Um, and the, you said this before, the last episode to feature Desmond until Dead is Dead, and the last of the season to feature him in a significant part in both Dead and Dead and The Variable, he only has brief appearances with one or two lines. Mm. Oh, uh, and the f- sad. We're not going to see much Desmond for a long while. Oh, poor Desmond. Um... All right. Are we... Um, anything else? I don't think so. Um, in terms of the questions and answers, how did Locke die? I mean, not I would yet. say no. 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 Like, because it's... Definitely no. Not... Yeah, no. Uh, what is a pendulum we can tick off? It is a great yeah. band. I mean, we Brisbane. don't really know, but I guess we got an answer. Yeah. Um... What are the rules? No. Um, yeah, I don't see anything else here. I always scared the Ajira flight attendants so no. <laughs> Who is Jacob? What is the deal with Rune 23? I'm just going all the way back here. Oh, have we? No, we haven't answered that one yet. Why does the Asian man use different names in each video? Um, no, no. No? Yeah. Almost. Did you listen to our Francois Char interview, Noah? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I do love how I actually get a lost actor on the show and you don't even listen to it. Um, I liked it. What is Okay, this is all the way back in episode 18 of season one. Have we answered what is the deal with the numbers? No? Not really. Not really. Okay. Uh, what is, oh, actually, here we go. Here is one we could probably answer. Season one, episode nine, what is the sickness? We should have answered that one last week. I guess we can tick that one off, can't we? Yeah, I'd say... Uh... Yeah, because we guess we didn't get a true answer to it, but um, it's sort of like a half answer. We haven't had the whispers yet, have we? Next season. Where is Christian's body? Season one, episode five. No, not nope. yet. Why is polar bear? What is the monster? We can change that, can't we? Uh, season one, episode one. Yet. We don't no? know yet. Oh, we, well, we? we know it's smoke, but we don't know what it is. Okay, all right. Look at me trying to get all excited about this. Uh, do we have any legitimate questions this week, Noah? <laughs> Uh, other than like the one with the with Jim, but that's obviously going to be answered. Like, yeah, we did that last week. Like, you know, where how are they going to get back? And um, and then the other one would be Ben with the broken arm, but that's well, also uh, obviously going to be answered. Well, it's, with literally any of them, couldn't you? You could have like, how did Saeed get there? Why is Hurley there? Like, why did Sun change her mind? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and where's why Aaron? Where's Aaron? Andrews arrested. Where's Aaron? Uh, yeah, put. Put that down because that will be a while. Yeah. What happened to Aaron? <laughs> Dead body burnt. Squirrel baby. Um. All right. What are you doing with this episode, Noah Groves? 
Uh, I was hoping that our recap would change my mind in one way or another, but it hasn't really changed anything. Uh, I'm going to go, I think, low buy. Ah, oh, yay. Uh, yay. But it's a low buy. I, I just, as I said, I don't think it holds up as well as when you first see it and it's so mysterious and such a... You can't take your eyes off it. It loses a bit of that power. But there are still so many great scenes and it's a great kind of just... I could like these episodes where it's just one big kind of story rather than the flashbacks, even though I love flashbacks. Uh, I like how they s- switch up the format. And it's such an important kind of Jack stepping stone episode. Normally I'm not massive on the Jack episodes, but this is one of the better ones because it's so important to his eventual character arc. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot to love in this episode. Uh, so it will be a, a low buy. It stands out as one of the more unique episodes and it's a part of this kind of trilogy that we're going to see coming up. So uh, yeah, a weird one to recap and a weird one for the series, but a low buy for me for 360. I guess mine technically is considered a low buy based on where I'm renting it, uh, ranking it. Sorry, but yeah, no, I, I like it. Like it's um, the thing I like about like I get what you're saying, kind of. It doesn't hold up as well the first time you see it, but sometimes like I I think back to when you do see an episode like this and take yourself back and kind of you know the the way it's intended when you first watch it. You know what I mean? So I think it's just it's mysterious. It kind of you know it. it kind of it, it's i liked sort of the the way it opens as you said at the beginning of kind of just like this crash and then all of a sudden you you're going to realize how they get there it's kind of cool and um i think the acting's really good in this episode lapita's returns uh aaron's missing so you know uh, um and, and charlotte's still dead so that's always a good thing so i'm gonna buy it and i've just uh, again season five is not holding up brilliantly right now because this is my highest place season five episode and i've just put it one place above last week so it's number 47. Uh, so all three season five episodes are ranked in order right now of the buys. So 47, 48, 49, I've got 316, in this place is death and because you left, which means hearts and minds is still in 46th. So um, you are welcome, Lost fans. Um, next week, the life and death of Jeremy Bentham, um, which is this the episode that I'm thinking where we do actually find out literally how long? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yep. Right, I... Have not watched it yet, but um, it's, I from what I remember of this episode, like as soon as I see the title, I when I know what is happening in an episode when I seeing the title, I remember it better, and I yeah I remember liking this episode because it's kind of that real you know like oh what happened to Locke all these sort of things with Locke that we want to know so um yeah I uh, I I am intrigued to talk about next week and I'm also intrigued to have you host it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the life and death of Gummy Joe. Uh, <laughs> I like this episode too. It's another unique one, and it is what happened to Locke because this time we saw what happened to the Oceanic Six. Then we have what happened to Locke, and then next after that we'll have what happened to the other island people, Sawyer and Jin. Uh, yeah, it's another really unique episode, but there's a lot of great emotional scenes, and it really sets up the end game of the show. Really, that's quite an important one. Uh, so I'm looking forward to recapping it. It's going to be another quite different one. Uh, but, yeah, very much in the same vein as 316. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a bit sad for old Gummy Joe next week. Oh, Gummy Joe. It sounds like it should be an album, The Life and Death of Jeremy <laughs> Bentham, you know. Um, if you like this coverage of Lost, cool. If you like that, you'll like Breaking Bad and 24 as well, which are also coming out weekly as well as other movie recaps whenever this gets released. So uh, oznetwork.net, you can find them all there and you can hear at the end of this, of course, all the places you can like and subscribe and all those great places. Patreon as well. Give us some money because some of us don't get $20 for a phone call. Um, Just saying. He's not on the line right now, but whatever. Um, But yes, we're glad to be back. Back with the dogs here in Lost and uh, doing all the episodes my name is ben and dude you might want to fasten your seatbelt 
and my name is Noah and we're not going to get a rating. Oh. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>